everybody who can donate. Now, turning to a topic that might hit home for many of our listeners or their loved ones, in an attempt to curb a surge in overdose deaths caused by increasingly potent street drugs that are laced with other illicit substances, New York City is authorizing two supervised injection sites in Manhattan and East Harlem and in Washington Heights that will begin operating as soon as today or this week. We still have to figure out a few of the details on this, but there will be trained staff at the two sites represented by New York Harm Reduction Reduction Educators and Washington Heights Corner Projects. And they will provide clean needles, administer naloxone, known as Narcan, to reverse overdoses, and provide users with options for addiction treatment. Users will, of course, bring their own drugs. New York will be the first and only U.S. city to officially authorize injection sites. And we don't know all the details, like I said, but all of this is a part of, a, of, um, of an approach to, to addiction and substance abuse called harm reduction. And here to talk to us about harm reduction, safe use of drugs, and what safe injection sites can mean to users in their community around them is Melanie McLennan, an NYC-based substance abuse doctor and a good friend of mine. Hi, Doc. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Amma. Absolutely. So let's start out simple. You know, a lot of people don't know what harm reduction is. It applies to a lot of dangerous things in life. But talk about harm reduction, how it applies to substance abuse or substance use. It does apply to a lot of things in our lives and to help bring it home. Harm reduction applies to wearing boots instead of flip flops if it's snowy outside. Harm reduction is a way to make our lives safer. Harm reduction as it, as it applies to the use of drugs, cigarettes, alcohol, is, you, is to attempt to permit, pe- permit people to use as they're choosing to use, and as humans have chosen to use psychoactive substances for pretty much as long as we know that there are humans, in the safest way possible. So that means... You do not share needles. Now, a clean, fresh syringe and needle can be five bucks on the street. Mm-hmm. And a used one is one to two dollars. Mm-hmm. If in, in terms of drug use specifically, in the UK in the 90s and the two, when HIV became so prevalent among IV drug users, they began u- doing um, needle, and, needle exchange sites and supervision sites. England also permits you to prescribe, as a doctor, to prescribe morphine to a heroin addict. This country does not permit that. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the effort to keep people safer, to not have infectious disease run rampant, especially in younger people, as it's often younger people who are using um, IV drugs, not always, but to a certain extent, um, and to reduce the cost of these health cares on, on the community in terms of both money and humanity. You know, if you have an entire portion of your community wiped out with drug use, not only using the drug, but ill as a result of it, mm-hmm. um, that's really a, a, an almost inestimable cost. Right. And, and um, just 
to clear it up for anybody that the, the opposite of harm uh, harm reductionist approach would be an um, uh, abstinence approach, I believe. So just yeah. talk quickly about the contrast to shed any light on why well, the, harm reduction you, is maybe a better a better way, honestly. Well, harm reduction, first of all, in where these where harm reduction policies have gone into place, for instance, in England, the HIV epidemic. They have way less HIV, and they have since they started these programs in the 90s, than we have. Mm-hmm. It's, in the U.S., science never really bought into the moralistic, judgmental mode of you're, a, you're a, a bad person with a poor character if you use drugs. But it did choose abstinence as the way to go to avoid the, the problems. Now, of course, that's like saying, I'm not going to drive my car. (laughs) You know, I mean, we wear seatbelts. Now, mind you, seatbelts also cause injury. I mean, you get very specific seatbelt associated injuries in your your car accident. So, you know, harm reduction is something we do on a minute to minute basis. It also helps address the stigma associated with drug use, which is a very big deal. Um, yeah, you, and, and talk a little bit about how having the how having these sites um, will help. I mean, obviously, it's going to help with clear safety guide, you know, clear, clear uh, safety, clean needles, things like this that you've been talking about. But how might it help with stigma? How do how might these centers help with stigma and and this this wall that we have where we act like we're not all addicted or and treat addicts like you know? Oh, I think. Correct me, Doc, but I think addicts actually isn't isn't maybe the kindest word. Should we say uh, people who struggle with substance abuse? Substance, you know, it depends on who you're talking to. Okay. Um, I speak to a lot of people who use drugs, so I tend to sometimes use their language, which really isn't quite the politically correct language. But people with addictions, I think you can say, um, you know, people with substance use disorders, you can say, Um so okay. you asked so back to the question, how it, how it can help with stigma and how it has helped with stigma in other places like Canada and, and Europe that, that have, have, have implemented, um, you know, uh, safe use sites for, for a while. So number one, I don't think that that's the biggest thing it does. I think it does other safe injection sites do other things that are really other, otherwise important. But in terms of stigma, particularly, you Communities, you know, there's already been a little bit of a question about, do we have these sites in the poorer neighborhoods? Does it, it tends to be the poorer neighborhoods where homeless people and or people who are using drugs are safer being on the street. They don't get chased away. You know, they, they're more likely perhaps to, to know some people there or to have places where smaller stores where they can get something, you know, it's, it's just, they're left alone much more than in the wealthier neighborhoods. So personally, I think that there should be these sites everywhere. I think that while it will introduce a larger number of people who use drugs to that area, after a while, when you're exposed to something, I think it's helpful. Okay. I mean, you know, if this is not the crack epidemic now with a lot of violence, mm-hmm. 
I mean, it, this is always going to be an issue, how it addresses stigma, but it does help the people who are going there because it helps them feel more part of a community and less isolated, more part of the place where they live. And it helps them start to gain entry into places where they can get treatment. They can get tested for HIV. They can get tested for hep C in New York. Thank God they can get all this treatment free. You know, we have great Medicaid and hep C C is very easy to treat now. So we can, that sort of thing helps how people think of themselves and it stabilizes them in in a certain way. And, some of those people are going to go for treatment and say, you know, I don't want to use this anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially in the time of fentanyl. I honestly I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How you I'm going to, I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to interrupt you here yeah. um, because I want to talk a little bit about this, this really harsh reality that we haven't touched too much on. You know, there's been a spike in ODs, which is obviously has something to do with the times that we're in, but it also has to do with what's in the drugs. Between April 2020 and 2021, 100,000 people in the U.S. died of overdoses, and this was a 30% increase from the year before. And in addition to that, 2020 was actually the deadliest year on record for ODs, both here in New York and, and across the globe. Every four hours in New York, someone dies of an OD. And like I said, well, sure, you know, things are tough. Maybe people are using more. A lot of drugs, anywhere from it started out being opiates, but now it's things like Xanax or party drugs that you might find. They're even hearing about it with marijuana are laced with fentanyl. Tell us what fentanyl is, why it's being laced, its dangers, and uh, Narcan you know, and the importance of having that around. I know that's a lot. We have a couple of minutes here. Okay, so I'm going to try and do this quickly. First of all, in the old days, you'd get a capsule of heroin and it would get four guys off and they often knew where it came from and they knew the potency of it. These Those days are long gone. Um, many people are not are coming to addiction treatment because of fentanyl, because they're scared stiff of it. Fentanyl is a, a, a laboratory-made chemical that the opioid receptor loves. So it loves it more than anything. So it hooks right up onto it. And fentanyl has been engineered to work very quickly for a short time, very strongly. So for instance, it's used in brief surgeries like colonoscopies and abortions. Um, And it goes out of your system very quickly if you don't use it chronically. So I, I'll, I'll illustrate fentanyl to you. A person that regularly shot heroin put the needle in his arm and said, I knew it as soon as I pushed. Me, large tolerance has been using for 15 years, using from the same person. Boom, OD'd. Happily, obviously, could tell me the story, so did not die. But... It, you, and there's really kind of no way to know. You can test your drugs for fentanyl, and that's very important. But this is not exactly controlled drug potency. You have no clue the volume. You have no, you know, you have no clue of what, how much it is you're getting. As you said, they're now spraying it on fentanyl. So people are dying smoking I'm on marijuana. So people are dying smoking plant-based pot, not vaping, from a fentanyl overdose. And so, folks, this is a this is a really great thing about the sites is that, you know, sure, maybe you can test your drugs there, but you don't know. Maybe you'll test the part that has fentanyl in it. Maybe you won't. But there will be people there with naloxone, Narcan that can revive 
somebody if they OD, someone's watching you if you OD, you know, there's going to be a sober person there that can revive you. So look into these sites, there's going to be more to come. Like I said, not a lot of info. Thank you so much, Dr. Melanie McConnell, New York City based substance abuse doctor has done a lot of great work in the city. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. We're going to have to leave it there.